Hello, hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Simple English Listening, where we give you gentle, intermediate listening practice, where you can pick up a few new words and maybe learn a bit about the wider world. Today, I'll tell you about my experience in one of the most unknown and mysterious countries in Europe, Northern Cyprus. There may be a few birds and Cambodian builders in the background, but that's because it's literally impossible to find silence in this country. I'm in Cambodia right now. New vocabulary today includes pomegranate, border, angelic, eccentric, gamble, cuisine, cheek, harbour and more. Remember, you can change the speed of the podcast to make it easier or more difficult on Spotify and CastBox. So, Cyprus is a small island in the Mediterranean, south of Turkey, just left of Syria, Lebanon and Israel, about 60 to 90 kilometers from these places in the Mediterranean Sea. It's its own country. Cyprus and Cyprus is split into two countries, South Cyprus and North Cyprus. There is a big line going through the middle of the country to split it into two. And North Cyprus is a jewel, a treasure of a place. It is completely unique and it seems, unfortunately, not many people visit there. I've heard that before COVID, South Cyprus had about 4 million tourists per year. However, North Cyprus only has 200,000 tourists per year. But Northern Cyprus is the best one. Only 200,000 people go to the north. Cyprus is split into two parts, the Northern Turkish half and the Southern Greek half. And they are culturally completely different. I was amazed at how different they were. I stayed in the southern Greek half of Cyprus for about six weeks and I thought to myself, well, this is okay, but it's a little bit boring, you know, boring and dull, to be honest. But then I went to the north of Cyprus and everything changed. I went to north Cyprus for about a month. The border between the two countries, the border, meaning uh, the line between two countries, the border between the two countries is right in the middle of the main high street in the biggest city, the capital city, Nicosia. The border is right in the middle of the main shopping area. I walked through the border with my passport and PCR test and I looked around. McDonald's and Starbucks and shiny Western capitalism on the South Greek side. And on the other side, the Turkish side, Turkish kebabs, Turkish coffee and Turkish old men with hats and mustaches deep in conversation. It was like, hmm, like walking into Sarajevo or maybe like a poorer Turkish city. The buildings were crumbling, were falling apart. Many of the buildings were abandoned, windows smashed. There was graffiti everywhere, so spray paint all over the walls. There were many bullet holes. 
everywhere from the war in the 1970s. But between, <clears throat> but between these things, there were charming, beautiful cafes, old town cobblestone streets, and small bars, dive bars, hole in the wall bars, passionate folk music, and superb food. There was so much raw character there in North Nicosia, in northern Cyprus. It did make an impression on me. Suddenly, when you walk across the border, the culture completely changes. Instantly. The main language spoken is different. All the signs and street names are in Turkish. The people even look a little bit different the religion is different and there's a different a different spirit to the place and this is a place that mainstream society and tourism seems to have forgotten about i went to a local bar called acrobat it became my local bar i went there a few nights and it had the same people in every night and i got to know them you know made friends so I went to the local bar and noticed that nobody was wearing masks or doing COVID restrictions at all compared to the south of Cyprus, where they took COVID restrictions very seriously indeed. I sat at the bar. The bar lady was a Turkish young feminist, lesbian, arty kind of person. Masks, she says. Why masks? There's no COVID in northern Cyprus, she said confidently. Well, this was hilarious because in the south of Cyprus, they were so anal about COVID. In the south of Cyprus, you couldn't stand up in a bar without a mask. It was all table service. You couldn't do this without a mask, couldn't do that without a mask. They always checked your temperature, etc., and this was about two months ago during Omicron. But in northern Cyprus, nobody gave a fuck. They really didn't. I went to a concert there and there were hundreds of people, uh, bar staff, waitresses, zero masks, zero COVID checks. Northern Turkish Cyprus is significantly poorer than southern Greek Cyprus and people make much less money. You know, you, you know this just by walking around in the streets and seeing the houses and the roads. In the north, you see, they have a much lower salary. According to Cyprus Today, the average salary in the southern Greek part of Cyprus is about 32,000 US dollars per year, while the average income in northern Cyprus is only 9,000 US dollars, which is a difference times about three. So the northern Cypriots make significantly less money. Actually, after walking through North Nicosia, I would say that some people are possibly living in real p poverty. Poverty, actually. Definitely by European standards. Also, everything is even cheaper in northern Cyprus because there they use the Turkish lira instead of the euro. The Turkish lira has lost about half of its value over the last two years. The Turkish lira has suffered from inflation recently and is much weaker than the euro. Yeah, lots of people in northern Cyprus use cryptocurrencies as, and there are many places to buy Bitcoin, 
and lots of shops accept payments in Bitcoin. Also, they change their money into euros, dollars, and gold, silver, because they have lost trust in the Turkish lira. It is no longer safe to keep their money in this currency, the lira. A delicious, like very delicious, meal of kebab meat and lots of side dishes, hummus, etc. in northern Cyprus in a restaurant was only five, six US dollars. Actually, it's one of the cheapest places with a glass of wine too. It's one of the cheapest places I've ever been to to eat out in. And I mean, I used to live in Vietnam. It was very cheap. And I'm very experienced uh, in various countries in Asia, Middle Asia, the subcontinent, India, all across Southeast Asia. In the north of Cyprus, I quickly made friends with a group of local musicians at that acrobat bar. We played acoustic music at the local bar. In this bar, every night, it was the same people with the same stories, interesting and eccentric Turkish people. Eccentric means a little bit, a little bit crazy, but in a kind of intelligent, maybe, but positive way. Like, not crazy, like dangerous, but just... Imagine like a wild scientist, yeah, eccentric. So unfortunately, not many of these people spoke English, unlike South Cyprus, where everyone speaks English. My best friend in Northern Cyprus had ginger hair, red hair, and a big, big beard. And he was a big guy with a beautiful angelic voice. Angelic means adjective, which means like an angel. He had an angelic voice. He was only 22. Also a professional musician. Yeah, we had a good time. When it was finally time for me to leave, he said he felt very emotional. And he looked at me with his big puppy dog eyes. And he wanted me to stay. He was sad I had to leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he was enjoying his new eccentric British friend. Another thing I noticed there, and also in Turkey, they love fresh orange and pomegranate juice. Everywhere there are juice presses and many, many oranges and pomegranates to squeeze the juice with. Pomegranates are fruit. Inside a pomegranate, there are lots of small red and purple seeds that are very explosive, juicy and sweet. They make a red juice. And the food, Lord. I think the north of Cyprus has some of my favorite cuisine. Cuisine, which means food of a region, of an area, of a country. Food of a country. The Cypriot cuisine was delicious. It was the most perfect grilled meats and vegetables and kebabs and soups. It's basically Turkish food, but like better somehow. Because Turkish food is amazing. What's your favorite cuisine? Italian cuisine, Indian cuisine, Iraqi cuisine, and why is it your favorite cuisine? Tell us in the comments. I stayed in the north half of Nicosia for about two weeks, and then I stayed in Kyrenia, which is a beautiful city on the northern coast of Cyprus. I had a room in the historic harbor. Harbor is where you park boats. There were many boats in the harbor. 
The harbour in Kyrenia is a Venetian harbour. All the architecture was Venetian from the Republic of Venice, from when Venice was its own country hundreds of years ago, for hundreds of years, and once ruled Cyprus. Venice is now an Italian city, of course. Also, Kyrenia was like the Turkish Las Vegas. There were also many casinos there and people flying in freely from Turkey to gamble, to bet money on blackjack, poker, horses, gambling to gamble. Because gambling is illegal in Turkey, prohibited. It is banned. You cannot do it. So the Turks, they fly to Cyprus to gamble. Being in the Turkish part of Cyprus inspired me to see Turkey. It got me more interested in Turkish culture. Actually, I flew to Istanbul just after. And I'll tell you all about that in the next episode. We'll talk about Istanbul and the earthquake I was in. I was in an earthquake, like a 7.8 on the Richter scale, which is a big earthquake, because that happens quite frequently around that area. In the next episode... So about Cyprus, another cool little cultural quirk I noticed here is when two Turkish Cypriots see each other, they do like, like French people and kiss both sides of their face, but without the kissing. They just touch the cheeks against each other's cheek. The cheek is the side of your face, the outside part of your mouth. The Cypriots would touch cheeks once on each side of their face. I thought this was pretty cool. Now, there are many, many Turkish people, or you can say Turks, short for Turkish people, Turks. There are many Turks that have moved to northern Cyprus, but they cannot cross the border and visit the southern Greek half of Cyprus without a visa. But in northern Cyprus, Turks can freely come and freely go. The only northern Cypriots that can visit South Cyprus are Cypriot citizens born there on the whole island of Cyprus and whose parents are from there. In the north of Cyprus, they speak Turkish. In the south, they speak Greek. But there was a time before the war when people would speak a bit of both languages more. According to my big ginger bearded friend, because all the communities used to live together before 1974. So his dad speaks Turkish, but also a bit of Greek, because they used to live side by side with the Greeks. But now, since the war in 1974, all of the Greeks have to, had to leave northern Cyprus and move south, and all of the Turks had to leave southern Cyprus and move into the north half, the Turkish half. My teacher friend, my teacher friend, my dear friend Phyllis, whom I worked with in Hanoi, came to visit me. We had a great time. Together we went to the final stop of this trip, to the old abandoned city of Salamis. It's an old ancient uh, Greek city, but quite of its own culture too. From around 500 BC, it was once a great city. Uh, there's a very famous war that happened there between the Greeks and the Persians, which is modern-day Iran, the Persians, Persia, the old name for Iran. So there in this city of Salamis, there's a coliseum, an amphitheater, but only one thing that got my eye was all of the baths. 
so many baths, different kinds of bathhouses for the people back then. Must have been a nice life. Obsessed, obsessed with baths and saunas. Sounds like a good, like, you know, imagine them in their togas, you know, in their baths and living a chilled out life. In summary, in conclusion, I say, if you ever visit Cyprus, definitely make time for North Cyprus. It is a jewel, a treasure of the Mediterranean, of Europe, and completely unique, with a completely unique history and uh, culture. Please rate this podcast on Stitcher, on Apple, on Spotify, and wherever you're able to. The higher our score, the better our rating, the more people can discover this podcast. I make no money from this podcast. My payment is the satisfaction that I get by having more listeners and being able to help more people. This, is my, this podcast is my giving, my volunteering the month. Take care, beautiful people, and it's always a pleasure, and see you next time.